This is Alex Medford from Denver, Colorado, coming to you from sunny Maui, Hawaii, and you're listening to the Pro Hockey News Podcast. Welcome in to another edition of the Pro Hockey News Podcast. Brought to you by the Chicago Wolves Merchandise Store. ChicagoWolvesStore.com is where you can get all your Chicago Wolves merchandise. PHN15 is the code. Gets you 15% off. Great logo. One of the best in minor league sports. That's ChicagoWolvesStore.com. Friends here of our podcast. PHN15 is the code. Adam and Kalani Goldsmith and Richard Cote. We affectionately call ourselves the First Line Edition. We're here, guys. Um, so, you guys... Uh, Two things to get right off the bat. Um, because you guys are here talking to me, with me today, you did not win the millions in the Mega Millions or Powerball, and you didn't strike it rich on GameStop, I'm assuming. Well, either that or we're not telling. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. No, we didn't. However, um, I found out that the, the, the Mega Millions ticket was sold from uh, at a Kroger grocery store in Novi, Michigan, which is the suburb right between where my dad and my in-laws live and unfortunately the ticket went to neither one of them i text i sent a text to my father asking if he happened to be shopping there and he's like no your brother already called me and asked the same thing <laughs> Could, so, should, should we get into if your dad won how much of it would have been shared let's let's or is that a different podcast that's uh, that's a <laughs> totally different, <laughs> totally different podcast uh, the look on your face was great ask yeah, the, the, the amount of answers running through your head was awesome on that well, since everybody's here uh, without financial peril of the positive, we'll, uh, we'll continue this podcast. I appreciate you guys joining this week and not winning because, you know, then we'd have to be like on the PK for the rest of the history of the show or something like that. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Or maybe we'd pump some money into the podcast. Who knows? No, there you go. There you go. That's, yeah, let's make a pack now. Um, I, biggest news of the week, guys. Um, there, there's media news in hockey. There's COVID news in hockey. And there is... Uh, there's, I'm going to make, it's not retirement news. We'll get that in a second, but, uh, Jim Rutherford guys, uh, Pittsburgh needs a new GM. Just hello. That was a really, really weird, really out of the blue. Um, it's not like they were playing bad. It's just sort of out of nowhere. He just decided he didn't want to, you know, do this anymore, I guess. In uh, Pittsburgh? In Pittsburgh. He didn't want to do it anymore in Pittsburgh, I think, is the mm-hmm. key. Reading yeah. Post-Gazette had stuff. The Athletic had a real good run. I don't know how many times we say in hockey the Athletic had a good rundown. I mean, just yeah. give them credit. In that. It's the, what they scar- do. Yeah, it's really what yep. it's become what they do. Um, it almost seems like the firing of the assistant GM at the end of the season, the assistant coach changes, and not talking extension, um, and then something happened in the last seven days. I mean, every if you believe Rutherford's quotes, and he's 71 years old, I don't think he gives a crap about how he's looked at. I think his legacy is is there. He he pretty much indicated like it was a 48-hour decision. And maybe even like a six-hour decision on the second part of it. I, I feel like it was closer to the six-hour decision on that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if we're ever going to get a straight answer out of this, but um, yeah, just... Uh, Kind of a shock uh, to wake up and, and read that headline. And, and it's really, I mean, what's really bizarre is that he made all of the big sweeping offseason moves that he did and then doesn't even make it through three weeks of the season. Again, I mean, self, 
self-decided. This was not done to him. This was done by him. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it would be one thing. I mean, you see this all the time in sports. You have coaches who, you know, head coaches will fire assistant coaches as a way to sort of save themselves, Uh, especially like in football a lot. They'll take over play calling duties. They'll do little things like that to sort of right the ship. And then knowing when it doesn't work out, it's their head on the chopping block. But he made all these moves clearly with the blessing of ownership. And then that was it. It's it just very bizarre that it all kind of fell apart like that so quickly. And there's no obvious, I mean, the really interesting thing is there's no obvious candidate. They built a pretty good pipeline over the years of, of AGMs. You look at Jason Botterill went to Buffalo, wasn't successful for several reasons. I think one of them, you know, is probably Jack Eichel thinking he was GM. Oh, that, uh, yeah, the Lou man. Oh, oh, where's Lou? Where's Lou? I know, you mentioned I know, Jack Eichel. I know. I'm channeling, I'm channeling <laughs> Lou. Lou's not here. I'm channeling him for this episode. You know, Botterill took the AGM job out in Seattle to help get the Kraken up. I, you know, there's no obvious candidate now to come in and try to salvage this because Pittsburgh's in a competitive division, a very competitive division mm-hmm. this year. Well, it's funny you mention that. Pierre Lebrun today came out with names. And, ah. and Pierre's pretty tapped in. Um, according to LeBron, 20 candidates have reached out and expressed interest, some directly, some on their behalf. Here's the names, guys. And uh, you're going to recognize some of these names. Uh, the first one on his list is Jason Botterell. <laughs> so good segue, Lonnie. Ron Hextall, Chris Drury, Mark Hunter, Tom Fitzgerald. Here's a common name, Peter Shirelli. Scott Mellenby, Mike Gillis, Lawrence Gilman, John Ferguson Jr., Mike Fuda, and Patrick Alvin. So Botterill, quick to uh, assistant GM, back to GM on the top of that list in Pierre's mind. Um, I- interesting. It would be an interesting move to leave the... Uh leave the hot startup before it even starts up. Well, but, but it'd be, but, but it'd be uh, a rise back to GM. It would be. So, I mean, it's, it's a promotion. It is. It is. I, you know, I don't know. I'm not, don't know the GM names well enough to know whether any of those really jump out as uh, an obvious successor right now. I mean, I think you probably go the interim route for the season. It's a shortened season anyway. Mm-hmm. You, I don't think you want to bring somebody in necessarily that doesn't know the the current setup, especially all of the havoc that Rutherford wreaked upon it after last season ended. <laughs> well, and but uh, you write it out. Hold on, it's a compressed season. We've already talked about the trade deadline probably being different because it's a compressed season. It's going to be another compressed summer because we assume twenty one, twenty two starts pretty close to the the regular calendar again. Do you hire somebody now? Because kind of this season is this season, and you've got to start, you know, scouts, recruiting, draft. I mean, it's almost like if you you're, what you're hiring now is for twenty one, twenty two, and this season is this season almost, right? So, do you have time to wait if you really want to get ahead of the silly season? Well, when is the? I mean, I know we're a little bit. I mean, the playoffs are going to be a little more compressed. When when is the the hard out for the uh, for the season? The, the day before the Olympics start, I believe, in July. We're assuming the Olympics start. It's, yeah. 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 We're making a so, lot of assumptions. <laughs> Come on, this is sports and COVID. No, I, I understand. But, no, I mean, yes, you're probably looking at another compressed offseason. So 
I mean, I think the most logical hire is probably an internal one then, given the the nature of what it all looks like, I would think. I mean, on, let's be honest. Ron Hextall being in Pittsburgh. I mean, come on. That just doesn't work, right? No. I mean, I, I, I th- it doesn't. I mean, I think of those names, probably Peter Chiarelli is the most That's an interesting accomplished one. of the names. I mean, and look, you mentioned Rutherford. The, and I think a lot of people just know him as the guy who won two Stanley Cups in Pittsburgh. He was in Hartford and Carolina yes. for 20 years, won a cup in two appearances um, in the finals. And, you know, that was, uh, I mean, winning a Stanley Cup in Carolina, that alone would would cement most people's legacies. But then to win two more in Pittsburgh, this guy's a Hall of Fame GM. I'm just sort of curious where it's 71 going out this way. It's the behind the scenes. It's the stuff that's going to come out over the course of the next weeks, months, et cetera. That's really going to sort of determine if there's a third act for him. Yep. And, and let's, let's be honest too, between the three teams that he was with, especially the first two, I mean, like this guy's a top five, Jersey GM Hall of Famer right oh, here. No, no uh, I mean, the guy's jersey collection is envious in my opinion. I mean, perfect for our show, right? I mean, this is what we do. But I mean, <laughs> you think about it. We, you go through GMs, top five GMs jerseys. The, the, the guys the guys got to be up there, Absolutely. I would think. I mean. I, oh, I would think so, too. I mean, and, you know, and he worked for a guy in, in, you know, Hartford and then Carolina when he first started. Guy who was willing to throw money around left and right in a pre, pre-cap NHL, Peter Kermanis had no problem dropping big bucks, um, took big swings at some free agents. Um, so, you know, this is a guy who's who's really, really good. Uh, so I'm a little, you, you look back at his legacy through his entire career, it really is such a weird way to see this all go down. Yeah, I, I, I am not surprised if you see Shirelli's name up there. Yes, he won a cup in Boston. Complete dumpster fire in Edmonton. If you're Pittsburgh, I, I, I don't know why you're going there. Um, I'm not even sure Hextall, Botterill are, are the right place. I mean, they're, they're retreads in a way. Um, Mellonby was interesting. Uh, you know, he wasn't even on my radar of, of up-and-coming uh, GM. I kind of forgot the rat was, uh, was climbing it. Um, you know, I know he's in the Montreal organization, so, so that'd be interesting. Um, I, like, I like the jury name. I like the Mark Hunter name. I think some new blood may be... Maybe a good idea for that team. Probably. I mean, they are definitely coming up on the uh, the, the the best by date, if you will, on the the age of some of their stars. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. So they, let me let me take Mark Hunter off that list. I didn't realize he's fifty eight already. Oh, really? He got he got to fifty eight fast. <laughs> <laughs> It'll it'll age you in Toronto, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I just I didn't realize he, I'm sorry, I just didn't realize he was 58. It it didn't. It, Maple wow. Leaf Sports and Entertainment has a has a way of doing that. I I guess yeah. <laughs> I mean, R- Richard, new blood or a retread for a, a roster like Pittsburgh? Oh, um, I I think they have to start building as if uh, this next hire is going to be there for a while. So I think new blood. Uh, is definitely what, what's going to be fitted. It, what, what do I, you know, like, that's what I think they should do. What do I think they're going to do? I I think um, I think Lonnie hit it on the head. They're going to go interim for the next season and a half. I, I think whoever comes in, though, is, whoever comes in has some problems here. Um, 
you know, your, your top two players when they're on are probably, you know, they're two of the best in hockey, but combined they eat up 22% of your cap. Um, you're only looking at projected cap space of a little over $150,000. Um, and you know, you've got five, four more years after this one of Sid Crosby and, uh, only one more of Malkin mm-hmm. after this. I'm, you know, they've got, they've got some decisions to make. It's going to be a very tough decision and what, in when you pull the trigger on the rebuild and how much longer you try to keep those, those two core pieces together. Because if you miss the window to rebuild, it sets you up for a very long haul on the back end. I'll play devil's advocate. I think they're set up perfectly for a rebuild because all the money that comes off their books after the 22 season. So 22, 23 is when they've got a lot of money to spend. We assume that's when the freeze of the cap is going to end and we should see it rise. If you go interim for a year and a half, you're missing out on that, that okay, evaluating the young talent. I think this season you ride out next season for them is, is a make or break. It's going to build like that is going to be a full rebuild decision or we have pieces. Let's build on. It's going to be what the Kings didn't do. What, what the Blackhawks kind of did, what Boston did a pretty good job of in between theirs. And it's about to, it's going to be where Tampa's about to be yeah. type thing. So I, I actually think that they've got, if they put a, a full-time GM in there, next year's an evaluation year, big time for that franchise with all the money coming off the books and a cap rise on the horizon. You know, and I think that just becomes the question of, you know, Malkin at 36 as a UFA you're not obviously he's not going to get the kind of length in a contract that he's finishing off now. So, I mean, you may trade bigger money for shorter years if, if he wants to stay, you know, he, he, unlike Ovechkin, he hasn't made the, uh, uh, the edict, the, the edict sort of going home (laughs) that he's going home to play in the K at some point. So, but it kind of lends itself to a three. When you look at Sid, Sid's got three years left. The two of them could ride into the sunset together. With yeah. a similar, I mean, Sid, Sid makes less than him, and does Malkin take a pay cut to finish his career type? I mean, there's a lot of things in play, but, I mean, there's three years left on Sid after Malkin's over. It, it writes itself. Yeah. I mean, there there is a whole rest of the roster to figure out, too. Obviously, if you're Pittsburgh and you do this right, you could totally build around, you know, Gensel and... Kapanen. And Kapanen. I like that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I like that um, dude a lot. So I mean, like you could build around those two as sort of that next, that next wave. And and Latang's money come. That's one of the guys that comes off. And there's no yep. way you're going to pay him at 35 at seven million. No, with a no. full no move. Yeah, right. We got CC's CC's their big. Dis- I mean, this year the CC decision has to be. He's 27 years old. He's a small cap hit right now. He's going to want to raise. Is he going to be your number one or one A? That, that's the big whoever's coming in now as GM that's their immediate move and they have a goaltending situation I, Mr. Yes. Mr. Yari is not panning out in his no. sophomore season he, he, he got no. some issues yes yeah <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, Chris Drury I think they, they pluck him from the Rangers he's running the AHL team there I think he's got the pedigree that you want for for a team like Pittsburgh that that's my pick Pittsburgh is in a, t- a tough draft situation to rebuild with, though. That's the one sort of caveat about this gig. Yeah, but Scranton Wilkesbury's on the up. 
They are one of the better American League teams, supposedly full of prospects. Well, that's good because they have no first, third, fourth, or sixth this year. It's good. Well, you don't have room on the cap, so why draft guys? Yeah, but they got three. They got three, <laughs> they got three seventh round picks. Okay, there yeah. you go. Yeah, they can package a seven for a four or something, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. So yeah, so Rutherford out. That was probably the most shocking news of the week. Um, Lonnie, we'll, we'll, we'll go close to your heart. Um, yes. I'm, I'm using quotes here. Jimmy Howard retired. Um, there's going on on your own term, and there's a free agent goalie who can't find a contract at 37 years old. No, actually, rumor has it that Ken Holland called him up when they had their goaltending crunch, and he said no. Um, but, the look, I like him. He was a good servant for a long time in Detroit on some good teams and some awful teams. But, man, 2-25 and 25 last year – like your goaltending situation has to be really bad. Kenny Holland. If you are calling Jimmy Howard up at 37 years old off that season. (laughs) Well, I mean, mean, it it, it can't get any worse than it is right now. Well, you're, you're, you're not on the, the, the Miko Koskinen, Stuart Skinner, who, by the way, that is yes. The official backup right now on, on the emergency loan with gross Nick out. Um, Mike Smith out. I mean, here's the thing. Even before the injuries, the Edmonton situation wasn't no, good. No, they're goaltending. <laughs> and they have zero cap space. Um, yeah, no, they were, yeah, they were in bad shape anyway. I don't know what it is. I don't really trust a goaltender who wears number 19. Like, what is that, Miko? Come on. You wear one, you wear in the 30, like whatever. But come on, 19? That's not a goalie number. It's a forward number. Exactly. Yeah. That's as bad as a single digit forward in this day and age. Oh. High, no, high single digit is fine. <sighs> Seven, eight, nine. Yeah, come on. Mm. Not, yeah. No, seven's, uh, a, seven's a defenseman number. Eight, eight, eight is because of Ovechkin and nine's because of Howe, so stop. Uh, Ted Lindsay would disagree <laughs> with you on number seven. In this day and age, whatever. Listen, seven, eight, nine, I got no problem with. Anything below seven is a ridiculous forward number. <laughs> so uh, a, a little off of uh, NHL, uh, I was given a single digit in uh, the first adult your, league your, I joined Your here adult in league is a little off the NHL? Just a little <laughs> Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> just, just a tier or two, Adam. Come yeah, on. The, the segue. Yeah. In, in fact, it, it was so bad, it was number one. Okay, that was the bad. one I got. No, that doesn't. You need to be in that's goal. That's no good at all. And it it was preceded by a pound sign. Number one. That was your goalie? I did not like that jersey. Can't imagine I, why. Yeah. Who puts pounds? So it was, this is before hashtags were a thing, huh? So it's n- number number one? <laughs> number number one. <laughs> so you were, ha- well, the kids would call you hashtag one now, so you'd be cool. Oh, yeah. You'd, I, be, I, cool. Yeah. you'd be on the tweeter. Yeah, um. Can, can I ask a question though? Back back to the Edmund thing. Yeah. What Ken Holland? Um, actually, I don't think it was. Yeah, it was Koskinen modified no trade clause, multiple year, four and a half million. Like what? I like I, why I did they? I mean, I, I guess I was wrong on Hellebuck, but I've been like I, I went from Hellebuck. I still don't think he's the guy, but he's had some good numbers. But like, I, I never understood the Koskinen all in on. Yeah, no, I I don't either. Um, and Jimmy Howard's your only question. Like, 
I mean, no wonder why Corey Crawford retired from the league. He saw what the heck was going on in goaltending and just hurt his head. I mean, it's bad. Yeah, yeah. but J- Jimmy Howard retires. Yeah. Um, okay, so 246, 196, and 70, 262 goals against, 912 save percentage, 24 shutouts, all with the Red Wings. So at least he got to retire with the full Red Wings. Lonnie, you, you, are, you are the Red Wing guy. One I of am. the most underappreciated Red Wings goalie or one of the most overrated Red Wings goalie? Uh, oh, boy, that's a great question. I, I, you could, honest to God, you can make an argument for, for both. Well, that, that's, that's not what we do here. I know it's not. I think the, <laughs> um, I think the biggest problem was that, w- was the players he had to follow in goal. Um, he came after sort of the, the Hashik Osgood, uh, tag team that won the 08 cup Osgood, you know, uh, back to a game seven in 09. And then he, he came in, he came in from the 09 and 10 season, you know, he had a really, he had big, big skates to fill. And I mean, it was runner up for the Calder, which was, uh, pretty impressive for a goalie to play that much. And as a rookie to be able to be in that category, you know, I, I think he's probably a little bit underappreciated. Um, just never had the playoff success. And a lot of that comes down to the roster construction uh, the rest of the way and just how old the team got fast after, okay. uh, Let's, after, those, after those runs. You mentioned his name. Let me ask it like this. Osgood or Howard? Oh, Osgood. Not even close. I'll, I disagree. Three, three Stanley Cups. 400 wins. Not because, of, mean, not because of him. Not because of him. He was part of so, it. Not because of Anzi Niemi has a cup. <laughs> no, I'm saying... <laughs> I, 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 I think Jimmy Howard's underrated. I think, I, I think Chris Osgood's overrated. I think Jimmy Howard's underrated in, in, in Red Wing lore. Jimmy Howard started more games than anybody in a Red Wing uniform. How about that? He's, he's played in the second most games. He's got... The second most wins in franchise history. Sorry. Sorry, third. Third, I forgot. Third. Sawchuck. Uh, so he's, he's second behind Sawchuck in, in games started. Um, I guess technically games played because um, they didn't keep track of games started years ago back in that era because they, they didn't pull guys. Because <laughs> usually um, the one guy yeah, started all pull of them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, if he, he's, I mean, GAA, they're 249 for Osgood, 262. For uh, your boy, uh, shutouts thirty nine twenty four. So they both played fourteen years overall. Uh, let's see here. Uh, goals against percentage. They were one hundred one for Osgood. Howard ninety eight. So they were right around the league average, which is interesting. It's interesting there. Um, Osgood did have more goals, so he's got that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he, yes, he's he infinitely more there. 15 assists. Pretty good. At, you know, like a lot of assists for him. That, that, that's good. For Osgood? Yeah. He was better. He was better on the puck than I think he got credit he was, for. He yeah. was also, he was also in the pre-trapezoid era. Wow. You have four goalies in franchise history of 15 assists, by the way. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Who are they? Well, one of them doesn't count the way. They, uh, you've got Osgood, Shovelday, Greg Stefan, who apparently was there from 82 to 90. That's right. And then th- this, there's something wrong here with hockey reference because Charlie Conacher in 1939 had seven goals and 15 assists as a goalie. 
What? I don't think that's right. <laughs> I think no. By the way, Greg, that, Stef- Greg Stefano, so 199 penalty minutes. There's an era. Yep. Yeah. But I, 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 I like, I'm sorry. I think Osgood. I think it's, I think it's a, it's very hard to take a look, take a look at the goalie without looking at the whole of the team. Yeah. And I think Osgood had a tougher team to play for and did better. I mean, sorry, Howard did. Osgood had a great group in front of him. Sorry, Osgood had a great Osgood had an easier job than Howard. That I would agree with. I mean, yes, when you get to play behind the group that Osgood did in his prime versus uh, versus Howard, yeah, Howard had a much tougher job. You know, Osgood was lucky if he was seeing 20 shots a night. Yeah, it's so that's the I, I think so if you were building your, your, your all-star team since 1980, let's say, because I got to take Sawchuck out of that. Right. Osgood's your goalie? No, Hashik's my goalie. Hashik doesn't care. Hashik, he, he, <laughs> Hashik can't play he, for six he teams. A he can't play for six teams. I, Hashik would start on six teams in that era. Let's be every team that he went to. <laughs> That's probably true. I mean, like, he, he, he'd be Ottawa's best goalie. That's true. <laughs> he, would he be Chicago's, though? Ooh, him, him or Crawford? Him or Crawford. That's, that's going to be a tough one. That is. I don't know. Okay, so if I have to take him out of both, it. Both drafted by Chicago. So, I mean, the Chicago's both, got yes, the inside track. Yeah. Um, I would probably take Osgood. Um, okay. If you were out of it, my, the two goalies on my squad are going to be Howard and Osgood. I, I, I wouldn't be able to include Mike Vernon in that because he would go to – he'd be with Calgary. Calgary, yes. yes. Um, but, I mean, Osgood and Howard are easily the two – best homegrown goalies that uh you know i've seen in my lifetime as a wings fan i just want to know not even particularly close yeah no it's it's you're wrong but that's okay and i but but, you know you're you're a wings fan so we'll pretend you're right um by the way i don't even remember greg stefan greg stefan he was uh don't don't even don't even don't even remember him no he yeah don't don't even remember totally wouldn't have been a name that i uh put out there but uh Played almost 300 games in yeah. the NHL. Yeah. That's some, some very bad hockey teams. Yeah, goals against of nearly four safe percentage under 87. So not good. Well, I mean, that was, also, good. that was also the, you know, it was also the 80s. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, a lot of penalty minutes. A lot, a lot of, penalty. of penalty minutes. I mean, listen, even, even Edmonton's goalies <laughs> gave up, had high goals against averages when they were winning cups. So, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to uh, correlate the stats the same way. They had multiple goalies when they were winning the Cups. Yeah, Grant Fuhrer and uh, Andy Moog. I, I, you know, I, I just, I forget Moog was in that group. Because yeah. I just, like, I see, like, to me, it's a Grant Fuhrer era. It's Grant, no, I totally yeah. get that, no. Did Andy Moog actually play? I think so. Ah, now you're going to make me like, okay. Uh, we, this was not on the rundown. You're going no, it was off not. the no, rundown. We've gone off, we've gone off script. Okay. I, so, you know what? It's great when we do, though. Sure. Yeah, the listeners <laughs> love it. Um, if, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's, okay. We'll, we'll, I don't know. I'm not going to go down the goalie rat hole. So um, let's, uh, let's go to a little COVID news, guys. Um, I was looking up, you know, daily on the tracker. Uh, they, they've got it. And more teams being added. Or more players on teams being added. We're getting up there. Let's talk about Las Vegas. Um, 
all their coaches were out the first game versus St. Louis. A player tested positive. Um, is, or a player went into protocol, I should say. we got to turn this right. So the game last night versus the Blues was canceled. That player that's on the protocol list as of yesterday, they haven't put today's out, Alex Petrangelo. Now here's my question, mm-hmm. guys. Um, I know they're supposed to be quarantined and all that and not supposed to go out on the road. They played the Blues. Petrangelo knows a few of those guys, let's just say. Let's watch the mm-hmm. Blues over the next couple of days. Well, I uh, feel like we're uh, <laughs> walking a tightrope here. I, you know, I mean, is everybody staying? I mean, I only say this. Let's go back. Washington had a group that likes to hang out, and look what happened. You're telling me Petrangelo, with all his years in St. Louis, didn't see any of his buddies? No, I mean, I think they probably did, but it's hard to know whether it, like we don't know whether he tested positive or he's I just agree. protocol. But but like I said, uh, let's let's watch the St. Louis list over the. I mean, yeah. th- this is going to be a mm-hmm. test of and we all, showing and we us how the players, how some of these players are reacting to what they're supposed to do. Yes, but we also don't know whether it had anything to do with, you know, post game or you know pregame. Or hanging around the coaches. It could have been the coaches that he was a close. It con- could have been the coaches. Know, I, not, it could have been on a, like it could have been a lot of things. But I'm just saying, like you, you can't ignore the fact that we've probably got to watch the Blues the next couple. I mean, no, that, absolutely. Any not. other player on that roster, even if it was Reeves, because he, you know he's been a couple of years. But Petrangelo, former team, they, he played in the game and torched him even in yep. the loss, and then he's on the protocol the next day. Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, this is. Hockey players are social. You know, it, it's, it's one of the cl- biggest brotherhoods, I would say, in, in pro sports in terms of, you know, guys across teams that are friends. And a lot of us do what they're growing up. Yeah. You know, it's not agent-based like some sports. It's not teammate-based like some sports. You know, Petrangio lived in St. Louis in the offseason with a bunch of the guys that stayed in this area. So I just, I'm not accusing him of anything. I'm, I'm make that clear. But I think it's something to watch the next couple of days. It's our first test of between two teams, you know, what can come of it. I agree. That's all I mean. The Washington thing, I mean, there's a common bond with those players, and it was well-documented, and thank God the league find them. I mean, at least they're putting some, some, you know. Some teeth behind it. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. So you've, you got that. Um, you know, the, the protocol list keeps growing every day, but the good news is that they haven't shut a whole team down. Facilities haven't been shut down for more than a day. Um, I'm guessing that New Jersey's okay with the protocol list because I'm still trying to figure out why they signed Aaron Dell. Um, I, 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 the fact that he's got a job in the NHL, folks, I, I don't get. I, I know really, that New Jersey was in trouble with their goaltending situation. With I mean, we are, we are really uh, going down the goalie rabbit hole. We here. are. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Okay. Um, so COVID thoughts, guys. I mean, we've only, we've had a couple games canceled, but it, it seems to be more controlled than the NBA right now to an extent in terms of percentages. I, I, Cause they're bigger yeah, rosters. I, I don't know. I, 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 f- I don't really have anything to back it up, but I feel like the NHL is, is actually doing a good job on tracking all this. Uh, they, I'm, They've obviously postponed a few games, but we haven't seen any widespread breakouts, which is the most we could hope for. It's better than college basketball, Lenny. 
Oh God, yes. Um, I mean, and, you know, there's there's always going to be players that have to that are going to miss. I mean, this is going to happen. We knew this was going to happen before the season started. We knew that guys were going to be out, um, either for testing positive or contact tracing or whatever, however the protocols are going to play out here. Um, but yeah, I, I agree, Richard. It just sort of feels like things are a little smoother. We haven't had that many games canceled yet. Um, obviously, you know, Dallas and Florida get off to a little bit later start because of it, but you know, it feels like things are at least, you know, moving in a good direction. Oh, and Carolina too. Of course, they've got a handful. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty-eight players on the list as of January of the January twenty-eighth list has twenty-eight players on. Um, the coaching staff's not on here, but the entire Las Vegas coaching staff was there. They had a GM and the AHL affiliate on there. So, yeah. Uh, Richard, well, and it sounds like Carolina's getting there. Some of their guys should be coming off the list today. Yeah, it's the mandatory two if, weeks. Yeah, today yeah, the 29th, a lot of them were eligible to come off. So, yep. Yeah, so, Richard. Yes. Uh, you know Valentine's Day is coming up. Is it? I believe it's your wife's first one as a mother. No, it's her second. Is it her second? Did I? God, time yeah. flies. But you know, did you did you get her anything last year for Valentine's Day? Uh, we don't typically do anything so for Valentine's no. Day. So that'd be a no. So the answer is no. That is a no. You know, you should go to our website and then click on the link for LDE Affinity Jewelry. They, uh, they're they giving a nice discount to all the PHN listeners. If they li- go off the banner on our site right there at ProHockeyNews.com, click the LDE Affinity Jewelry. Great jewelry. Uh, it's an artist out of New Mexico. Um, or excuse me, California, I believe. And, uh, you know, check it out. And maybe uh, you can be on the good list this time for Valentine's Day. Maybe. I, I'll have to check that out. You're still young enough in the marriage. Lonnie and I are long gone from help. Oh, yeah. It's... You still have help. <laughs> There's still growth in yours. Yes. We're yes, just... there is. I mean, we, we, we've only been married for like 10 years. We're, we're kids. You still are. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, just, we're just hanging on for the ride and, okay. and, and hoping the drugs don't wear off. I mean, that's really, that's, that's my life. Nothing, Lonnie? Nothing. Nothing. I'm staying far away from this conversation. <laughs> you could say, you could say whatever you want because of the three wives. Yours is least likely to listen to the show. That's true. Actually, <laughs> I, she, I don't actually know if I, I don't think she understands why I do this. Honestly, but <laughs> what the, wait, the, the, why why you do this specifically? Or I mean, that that's probably new. oh no, this that list is long. There's no, a, this there's specifically. A, oh, okay. This this yes. <laughs> I mean that. I'm sure that's a list though. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, again, different podcasts. Don't single out this podcast as the only thing that Elise <laughs> wonders what you do this for. Let's be, do not besmirch this podcast. That's not an exclusive list. It's not, an, I never claimed it was. <laughs> I'm just making that clear. Never claimed. Yes, there's a lot of things you do that she questions why. That's fair. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> good, I just... Don't bring this podcast down. Yep, go to ProHockeyNews.com, LDE Affinity Jewelry. Get all your Valentine's Day and just for the heck of it, jewelry needs. So we look at that. Um, God, I mean, just uh, jersey time, guys. We, we had a couple good jerseys or bad jerseys. Let's let's see what we thought. Two of them debuted last night, two alternates. Uh, the Dallas Black with Highlighter and the Washington Big Old W uh, on that on that lovely navy, um, Richard, you and I were talking about this before the show. You did not like the Washington jersey. It sounds like I. I don't know if it's not so much that I don't like. It looks okay. Um, I just kind of feel like they they took Colorado's alternate and stuck a W on it. 
it, it's navy blue with the the white square shoulders you know the simulated laces across the top it it's it just it felt like colorado's alternate with a different logo seems like a different blue to me if we're gonna get nitpicky i, I didn't really i thought it was a little different too yeah maybe it's I, I see. Yes, it's over your left shoulder there in the in the in the lovely. Uh, it, it, the Colorado one looks darker to me. I don't know why. Maybe maybe it's just huh. light. I, but uh, you know, hey, um, any jersey that uh, you throw the W on, you win in. You know, hey, you're just calling out to your opponent. We're gonna win when we wear this, boys. W on the chest. I I like it simple. It reminded me of the old Washington Senators baseball team in a way. Yeah, I thought it was. Cl- oh, yeah. I thought it was clean, li- clean and smooth. I liked it. I mean, it's probably not in their top three of the four jerseys they wear this year because, like, their reverse <laughs> retro and their current throwback. I mean, they got some cool stuff going on in their right. jersey closet. Um, but I liked it. I, I don't think they have a bad jersey in their closet right now. Yeah, I'm, again, I'm not going to say I, I hated it. I just I, I felt like, you know, I, I've seen this one before, so. Okay. Lonnie? I disagree. I thought it was great. I really liked it. Um, and it was one of those that I hadn't seen uh, you know, sort of previewed ahead of the season. So like when I saw it on the highlights, I'm like, Oh, that's you know, sort of very unexpected. It's a very sharp look. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny when, when we were talking about before the show, Richard was like, Oh yeah. What'd you think of their alternates? And we were kind of prepping a bit. And I was like, you mean the reverse retro? I, I forgot those weren't the reverse retro. Right. Because like it, I, that preview stuck in my mind versus the, the redone Eagle that they actually made the right colors, not the Colzig colors. Um, I don't know. Is I, I was waiting for the outdoor game to start when I saw these jerseys. For whatever reason, it had that outdoor NHL look. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. But I don't know. I, I thought it was great. The three, yeah, I, I'm good with it. I'm good with it. So, of the four jerseys they have this season, where, how do you rank them, Adam? <sighs> of the three jerseys they four jerseys they have this season. Um. Ooh. Ooh, that's that's so. I think that that's the, th- oh God, got to redo this. You know what? I, I think their current home jersey, the, the, the static red is probably my least favorite of the group. Um, I really like their white. There's something about that. I, I need to see, I almost want to rank the reverse retro second. Just there's something about the Eagle. It's very patriotic. Um, I don't mind the capitals along the bottom in the roller hockey style like, but I need to see it on the ice before I decide if the alternate or the reverse retro is number two. I know I'm wiggling on that one, huh? It's not like me on jerseys, <laughs> but I, I need, I need the, uh, but I mean, are we counting the red alternate as one of their jerseys? Is that an official alternate this year too? The, Wait, is the, the one with the, the old school font and the stars all like, yeah. down arms? is that official this year? I don't know. I okay. don't think so. Okay, then, then if we're talking just the – I think their white's number one. I love their white. There's, okay. I, I, I just like their white. Um, yeah, and number two, right now, because I haven't seen it on the ice, let's go number two, the alternate, number three, reverse retro, number four, their home. There, I committed. You happy? There you go. I would flip reverse – I would put reverse retro last only because I want to see what it looks like on the ice before I judge it. It, it's hard to it's hard to you know decide one way or another on that until you actually see it on the ice. I mean, I know we all had opinion. We had lengthy podcast of opinions on all the reverse <laughs> retros. Oh yeah, but uh, you know, I think you know 
compared to the, uh, you know, the, it's just it's hard to say right now until you actually see it actually in use. Yeah, I I think I'd go road alternate reverse retro home. Yep. So yeah, they they they're three. Those are their three official jerseys. The '80s one is is now out of the mix with the stars on it. That one was replaced this year by the blue that we saw last night. So according to the NHLuniforms.com, which is um, my authority for all NHL uniform database information. So does that mean it's time to talk? As somebody on Twitter affectionately called them, the Monster Energy Drink All Stars. Yeah, the Monster Dallas. Energy Drink All Stars last night. Uh, I'll <laughs> I'll start. Um, it it's better than the reverse retro looks. Low bar. I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll, I I kind of like them. I, I like the uh, the highlighters they they had last night. I so it's it's muted compared to Michigan State and Baylor. Um. I don't hate them, and I hate that I don't hate them. Oh no, I hate them. <laughs> I, I hate them. And I hate them enough for both of us. Don't worry. Okay, they they, they come out brighter on an electronic screen uh, with art than they did on the ice and live gameplay. They didn't seem yeah. as I thought they were going to be brighter. I I just I loved. Here's my favorite part. That logo, that crest, needs to be their new crest. The state of Texas outline instead of a star. I mean, the, the star is within the D now. Like, to me, Dallas Stars make that your new crest. Uh, I mean, that, you got to do it now before the, the Desert Dogs move to Houston. And then you got a second hockey team in, in Texas. We still moving Arizona? We still on that? I, I thought, <laughs> I, I thought, it's Carolina. We, we know that. Listen, I thought it was this, Florida. I thought this, Quinn, Quinnville is going to go down to Houston, I thought, is where we're at. Listen, this bit of Arizona moving to, to Houston, <laughs> we got to... We got to keep it going. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so before Houston gets there, they, yeah, I, but even, even, no, I think you got to go with that logo. Yeah. I think that crest was, that's the best part of the Jersey. Yeah, for sure. That may be the best single piece of any other three jerseys is that crest on the highlighter. I would agree. Yeah. That's a, that, that's a good one. I, I surprised that they haven't, you know, done that before. So we know where Lonnie's going to rank it. Where do you rank it in the, in their three jerseys, Richard? In their three jerseys. Um, well, um, I'm going to put, of course, their, well, uh, we'll put their reverse retro dead last because, you know. I, I said of their three jerseys. Yes. We're, <laughs> so we're not even counting yes. the reverse retro. Yeah. That, 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 it, it, it's a jersey. I'm throwing it okay. in there. It's dead last. Yeah. Um, this, I, I, I'll go home, rever, uh, alternate road, reverse retro. Uh, I like their road jersey. I like the white better than their victory green. I'm a bit, they're, they're white I, I like the green. It, it okay. reminds me of the color of my first car, so I, I love it. I, I guess my problem is, and maybe this is the era I grew up in, um, in the hockey formative years, is any green jersey I see, I immediately compare to the North Stars and the Whalers. Exactly. And if you're not as good in green as those two teams, then your green isn't as good. Fair that's, enough. That's, that's, that's fair. That's my, every color kind of has, like, I think, depending on when you grew up, every color kind of has a certain team you base it on. I liked their green uh, at the Cotton Bowl last year. You like their green? The, oh, the, the green, like the, uh, oh, the yeah, yeah, green with, with just the big D, D on it. Yep. Yeah, I liked that one for their for their uh, for the Winter Classic last year. Isn't that the same as their home? But the I think the cream pants. The cream a, pants I think made the difference. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I liked it. I don't know why it worked. Hmm. You you're still having. 
traffic. Anytime you mention outdoor game, I think you just have PTSD, Richard, from I leaving, think leaving a venue. I think that's really what your problem is. <laughs> and, and yet that is the last live sporting event I, I have been to since, since the pandemic began. And you complained about the traffic being the worst part of that day. Yeah. Little did you know <laughs> that it was just getting, I didn't know you what were was coming. savoring the moment. That's really what it was. So, yeah. Um, okay. And then, uh, the, the, you know, speaking of COVID problems, guys, the NWHL and the Isabel Cup, uh, they got a team that dropped out be, because of COVID. The Metropolitan teams, uh, she's gone. I mean, that's, uh, that's uh, it's kind of big news when, when you've got a bubble. And the bubble got burst for life. Yeah. That's, um, and it, that's, you know, one of the big teams to, to go out to. That's like, I don't know, that just one of the huge draws to the yeah. entire league to drop out. Yeah, a lot, lot of names on, on that team. Um, yeah. But the Met- Metropolitan Riveters, which, Ron, I should get the name right, not the Metropolitans, um, they're out uh, because several members of the organization uh, tested positive for COVID-19. So they are they're going to bring every member of the team home in a way that ensures safety to all parties. That's that's interesting. Um, all games are postponed today. This is Friday the 29th. They'll resume on the 30th. Uh, I give them credit. They've I give the NWHL credit. They, they're moving games. But they, they've done it a couple times. They've been real good. I think that's what lends you to the bubble. It's it lends you to only having a handful of teams. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, six. Now we're down to five. So now everybody's going to have an off day. We won't have any three game days. Um, but you know, it, what do we think? I mean, that, that's. I mean, that's the team that was. They were. They were two and one going out. Um, Minnesota. By the way, can we talk about that, that Minnesota Toronto game? <laughs> sure. How, how crazy was that one the other night? The the the, the six fiver. I mean, it was. I, I I've been I've been popping on and watching some of them. It's been fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, the pace is fun. I love the pace of women's hockey. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it, it was, I was watching that first weekend. It was a blast. And what was it? Uh, Minnesota scored six in the third period. Yeah. Or no, scored five in the five third in the period, third, sent it to yeah, o- overtime. And five in the third, sent it to overtime. Yeah. yeah six, yeah. six, five, they won. And you know, Hey, they beat, they beat Canada. So it's always good. Right. <laughs> I mean, t- t- Toronto gave up their name and goals. I thought it was apropos. <laughs> I, think, I, I don't know. I, I think the Whitecaps Twitter had a joke about that, too. Did it, uh, They better have. I mean, it's a joke. That they they did. <laughs> it was fantastic. But speaking of uh, social media accounts, have you followed the, uh, the Toronto 6 Twitter account or their Instagram account? It's phenomenal. I'm not on the Insta. I'm I'm not okay. cool enough to be on the no, Insta. I'm, I, I'm on the Insta. I don't know how to use it. <laughs> the you have, the photography they they put out on that account is just is it phenomenal. That's so if you get a chance, go check it out. It, it's it's good. Yeah, it was two in the second, two in the third to force overtime. Then they won in the shootout. Let's let's get this right. They scored two in the last minute of the second period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and yes, five one down to a five five tie to win it in a shootout. And four of those it was it was fourteen shots that took four goals. That's efficient offense. That is very efficient <laughs> offense, and that is bad, bad for your goaltender. That is not, it's not the numbers that they uh, that they no. wanted to see there. If you're uh, if you're a fan of the six, Samantha Ridgewell did not have a good night for you. But 
I just I love it. I mean, I think it's it's been fun hockey. I, you know, I still think they need to put checking in women's hockey. I'm still waiting and, and waiting for that. I think a lot of the women, but the pace is just. If people haven't watched women's hockey, go go catch it. It's it's on Twitch. It's going to be on uh, the current NBCSN uh, here. You know, coming up uh, in their final four. Um, I mean, the women are scoring. The the pa- some of the pa- guys the, the handles on some of these girls just the just gross. I mean, they've yeah. got some sick hands in that league. Yeah, no, it, it. Oh, yeah, I. It was it was a blast. I had it on all weekend, and it was just, it was so much fun to watch. Yeah. Well, I, I let me ask you, how much you, you mentioned the hands? How much do you think the premium is put on skill because there is less physical? I mean, obviously, it's it's not no contact, but there's certainly significantly less physical play. The, than the men's game. How much do you think that adds to the premium put on skill? I I'm gonna, I, I I'm going to change the word. I don't think it's skill. Please. I think okay. it's fundamentals. Ah, okay, fair enough. I, I think there is as much skill at the highest level of every sport. No, you're absolutely I, right. That's fine. I, I, That's I think a bad word because they can't. You can rub. A, you know, you can rub somebody off the puck, but you can't go in a quarter, check somebody, and jar it loose. You don't have to worry about absorbing a hit necessarily the, the way you do like a body check the way you mm-hmm. do in the men's game it allows you to you have to pass more precision you you have to be able to make a move purely around somebody you have to be able as a defenseman you've got to be able to defend with your stick a lot but i see a lot less slashing and grabbing in the women's game because i think they're they're fundamentally better in body positioning mm-hmm. that's yeah. what i think is better about the women's game yeah no i think that's probably fair yeah, I, I just, I think that it, it's a different, you, you can't rely on being bigger than somebody to get them off the puck, necessarily. You know, it's, yep. I mean, it, I compare to, think about a, a Patrick Kane in, in a league like that versus like an Alexander Ovechkin. Uh, Sidney Crosby versus Malkin. How many more points would Malkin I'm sorry, would, would a Crosby and a Kane amass versus like an Ovechkin and a Crosby in that format? No. I'm yeah. sorry, Mal- yeah, Malkin and Ovechkin. Malkin sorry. and Ovechkin, yeah. Because yeah. yes. I, I, I think Malkin is a better overall player, but I think Crosby is just a better pure scorer. Take out yeah. physical play. Same thing with Kane, especially because of his size. Take out physical play. Mm-hmm. How many more points would Kane score? I mean, right. it'd be Gretzky numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I think to me, that's, that's the difference. Um, um, did you see the, uh, I know Lonnie saw it, Richard, did you see what I, uh, I tweeted you last night, a little shootout goal in Columbus? Oh no, I, I missed that. I have not logged on to the Twitters today. Oh, um, I, I don't know how to describe what Tashir did. He just, uh, shuffled the puck. Like, like he, he was forehand <laughs> and as he was going to the backhand, just kind of, I mean, it's what I do he, on the he, ice accidentally. He poke checked it. He poke there checked it between the goalie's yeah. legs. Yeah, he poke checked oh, a five hole goal in the shootout. It was <laughs> filthy. Now I've made that move many times, guys, in men's league. Usually, it's as I'm carrying the puck down, and I see a guy that that is going to that not trying to hit me, but he can't control himself. So I just poke check the puck over to where I think my teammate's going to be, so I can get out of the way. <laughs> so I mean, I'd like to say maybe he saw my game and was inspired. But I've never done it at the goalie, purposely. 
<laughs> you know, it's the thing that I was thinking of watching that, and and I watched it. I don't know, probably fifty times yesterday. Just I think I over stopped at seventeen. <laughs> it was. I mean, it's it's so hard to score in a shootout that you know it's you know, sort of the 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 adage of trying. You know, you got to build a better mousetrap. You got to find different ways to score on these guys. Yeah. These goalies are so athletic and so. Big. aggressive and, big. and so big that you've you've almost got to use their aggressiveness against them and, and that move very much did that you get a goalie moving oh, richard just saw it i yeah. just watched yeah, it yeah <laughs> oh, that that's like you use no. the you use the aggressiveness against them and just go with the very very subtle unexpected move yeah and it's the right kind. You need just the right kind of touch and the right kind of timing, almost like any other shootout goal. But this, I think, is going to expand the uh, the repertoire a little bit of, of what guys are willing to try in a shootout, as opposed to just going pure speed or pure power or you know mm-hmm. some sort of multi deke move closing in on the create. You know, like this 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 is a whole different genre, I think, potentially of uh, of shootout goal. Yeah, it's like a, a football trick play. You know, it's going to work like 10% of the time, but when it does, it, it's going to make you feel stupid. Right. Yep. Top of the standings, guys. A couple extra, let's couple first last night. I want to cover that first. Uh, some guy named La, Lafreniere, I, I believe. If you, Alex Lafreniere, I believe. Is that how you pronounce? pronounce? Lafreniere. <laughs> Lafreniere. Oh, okay. That's, that's, I, I, I hadn't heard of him. He's, he's under the radar in, in, in his rookie season. Uh, first NHL goal last night. Not, not, not a bad way to do it. No. Yeah. Overtime G- winner. That's GWG. Yeah. Not, not, not yeah. terrible. Um, so congrats to him. Welcome to the national as Kevin Weeks would say. And, um, some other guy, uh, Zedino Chara. Uh, he's a, a new guy in Washington. Um, really tall. Yeah. He, he super tall. Ju- just came, yeah. just came into to Washington. Yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, have, don't really know much about his, no, uh, Zedino Chara, dude, he scored his <laughs> first goal for the caps last night. You would have thought they won the damn Stanley Cup the way the celebration was going on the bench. <laughs> they, they, they are they are big fans of Zdeno Chara. I think they're bigger fans of not having to play against him. Yes, just that just tells you how much he's already respected in the locker room. Absolutely. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I mean, it, that was like a game-winning celebration for a goal that happened um, at eighteen thirty of the second period. To put them up by two goals. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you know, you know, respect or respect yeah, do. I just, right. <laughs> I, just I, I mean, I, I didn't see it live. I saw the highlight. I was like, oh, he just got a game winner. And then I looked, I'm like, the scoreboard, no, like, no, it's just, just a goal. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's just it. Now, if it was Reeves, he would get a, a tribute video, right? Yeah. Yeah. The very next game. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I, I love the quote. From Chara, I returned to the bench to the guys right away because I just wanted to share the joy and excitement with them. I mean, just he's such a team guy. I mean, that's always been what they said. I forget who it was. It may have been Connor Sheary. Uh, and his response was, "A big guy comes and bear hugs you. You just hug him back." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just. I mean, that just to me that just tells you. I mean, and let's not kid ourselves. Washington off to a, a pretty darn good start at five zero and three. Uh, second place in the league, you know, with 13 points. Um, I, I mean, g- g- is he really that much of an X factor? I mean, seeing that celebration, it made me wonder how 
big of a help to that team is he going to become? You know, it's I, I, I had no idea what to expect. No idea what was left in the tank, uh, or you know how much he really wanted to lace them up for one more season. Um, you got your answer. At that, yeah, <laughs> no, listen, he mm-hmm. is into it, and he means a ton to that team. And I think it's really nice. You look at Washington's schedule. I think it's it's probably good for him to get that first goal, get it out of the way, as they've got uh, his first matchup with the Bruins coming up uh, this weekend. Yep. That'll be, that'll be must see TV, right? Richard, um, more surprised at Montreal at five Oh and two or I don't see that Washington is Washington a surprise. Really? No, 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 no. Oh, sorry. I, you're, you're good. I was, I was thinking of what I threw in the rundown about the, the two teams being undefeated yeah. in regulation. No, I was, right. or, or the Rangers at 2-4-1. and one. I think I'm more surprised at Montreal. I did not expect them to get off at this hot of a start uh, to the season. Um, I didn't have high hopes for, for the Rangers, and I, I think – their record is now, you know, justifying my feelings on that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm surprised that, that Montreal has been able to, you know, uh, and I, I was looking up before the show, they've got, I think, 16 players with at least one goal. Yeah, they're, they're so I, I mean, they're, yeah. yeah, they're spreading the wealth pretty well. So, and that, that's coming from a guy whose team in my market doesn't like to do that. Um, you got two lines now. You got five yeah, guys I mean, that score instead of three. We're, we're building. Yeah. We're building. Solani, is this Montreal good or Canada just bad? Um, huh. That's a good question. I think it's Montreal good, in part because you look at the schedule. They've had they've, you know, of their games. They've only had one home game. They've been uh, they've been you know done a nice little sweep through Canada so far. Um, and, you know, they won their home opener last night on Thursday. They beat Calgary. But they're, you know, they're scoring a ton of goals. Um, you know, they got a shootout loss and an overtime loss. But they're, you know, they're pounding teams right now. Um, I think it probably speaks more to their quality than the the overall uh, dearth of it in that division. I mean, five of their wins came against Vancouver and Edmonton, though. Yeah, but didn't we all have Edmonton in the playoffs? We didn't have Vancouver in the playoffs. That was three other wins. We didn't have Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, I think we all had. And they, <laughs> and they scored a lot of goals. I mean, yes, six, seven, and five, folks, against the Vancouver Canucks. Yes. Take that. Take No, that. no. Uh, no, five, five, seven, and five. This, Vancouver had oh, the, right, yes, five, seven, and the five. six and the shootout loss. Yeah. Yeah, five, but seven, I mean they five. scored. So, sorry, they scored. only seventeen, not eighteen. My bad. Right, but I mean, they scored eight in their two games at Edmonton. Um, Let down with only four against Toronto. Well, I know, but that was the season opener. Yeah, they were just, they were just rolling into it. Yeah, they're just easing into it. I just, I mean, I'm starting to wonder: um, is it two and a half teams in Canada and the rest of the division at this point? I mean, we all thought Toronto was going to be good. We we were kind of wavering. We thought Montreal would be middle of the pack. I think, yeah, Edmonton still has time to come back. I think their goaltending is an issue. We've talked about that. I, I give winning pit, Winnipeg half a team. Um, I mean, yeah. it, 
Edmonton without goaltending. Okay, forget them. Calgary, Ottawa, Vancouver. We kind of were all like, well, Ottawa's Ottawa. Calgary and Vancouver, none of us were really high on. I actually thought Vancouver could have made a play for the four spot. I thought, I think I might have had them in there. Not saying much. I mean, once, ag- once again, I mean, yeah. we, we, we <laughs> all not. took Ottawa. I, mean, I think we all took Ottawa and Calgary out of there, did we not? I Early. believe <laughs> we did. I believe we did. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the Vancouver, the, this Vancouver situation is a little bit worrying only in part because they, they made one of the, the bigger offseason uh, splashes in the goalie market. Mm-hmm. Um, and Braden Holtby has been not great. And Thatcher Demko, who is really good in the playoffs, has been even worse. So you're um, saying that's a problem? I'm saying their goaltending is, yeah, this stands to reason that's going to be an issue. And then Calgary, who who signed Vancouver's other goalie from last season, is behind them in the standings, but at least they're not leaking goals quite at the same rate. Holtby, 3-2, and two, a 317, and a 906. Demko, 2-3, three, 365, and a 909. So both under 910, both above 3. Yeah, not good. I mean, Markstrom, at least in, in Calgary, is, you know, 2-2, two and two, the 262 and a 911. His numbers aren't terrible. They're just not scoring. Yeah, they're they've not. Also played, yeah. I mean, they've also played, you know, four fewer games right now. But they're not scoring. Than, right. than Vancouver. They're not scoring right now. Three a game is not going to cut it there. Yeah, and I think after Calgary, I believe after Calgary exits Montreal, they go back and they play Vancouver, I want to say. I know that, that's coming up, so that'll be... But I, I think the... I'm starting to wonder... It, we, we kind of all talked about this, that the Canada division was the hardest to pick because we thought there were the most teams kind of jumbled together with the same makeup. You know, outside of Ottawa and Toronto, we kind of said two through six could, could be any of the teams. Really. Yeah, and for sure. I think it's playing out. But, yeah, Mont- Montreal off to a yeah. phenomenal start. So, Folks, go to ProHockeyNews.com. Click on the Verbero Hockey link if you need yourself some hockey equipment, a new entrance in the hockey market, quality equipment. Go to VerberoHockey.com to find out more. But if you want a discount, click on the, on the banner ad on ProHockeyNews.com to get a discount of your hockey equipment. It's our favorite time of the day. You know, oh, we, we've got one big news, I guess, before we go to picks. Um, we're we're going to have to watch games on USA, guys, starting next season. So NBCSN going away. Uh, the Comcast-owned network that goes all the way back to OLN. In case you don't remember that, yes, they started OLN for the home of the Tour de France. That's really where it's got its kick. Turned into Versus, turned into NBC Sports Network. Um, it's always been a Comcast piece. Uh, dissolving that, we're gonna see. Um, we're gonna see that move to USA. It sounds like for a lot of it, maybe more on NBC. Peacock to be determined. So a lot of sports going to Peacock. The NHL's got a lot to sort out because ESPN Plus has, uh, along with MLB, because they're in it with MLB AM, who runs the app and, and all that, the online stuff. They've got the exclusive for online and right now in the States. So a lot to be worked out. The deal ends this year with NBC. It all points to, I think, good news for hockey of A, USA is in more homes. It's on the basic tier. It'll save people money. Um, and also, I think this means Fox or potentially... Uh, we'll see what Sinclair Bally's does with, with with their national push. I don't think CBS is getting it, but Fox ESPN, I think multi-rights deals is what the NHL is going for after this season. And this kind of opens up for them without a dedicated sports network. 
Just just Fox, if if you do make a push, don't bring back the glowing puck. Just just don't. That's I, well, that's fair. That goes without saying. Yeah. 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 But but we have the robots. I mean bring the robots back. Lonnie, I mean, I think I don't think it's a. I, I honestly think it's a major non-story for hockey fans. No, I, I think you're probably right. I think it, the the initial panic is always, okay, NBC announced this, but what's the continuity plan for the sports that are currently on SN? Um, I don't think hockey is the. I, I think I think no, other sports. I, I think you being a soccer fan, you've got to worry. I don't have to worry. Okay. Far bigger. I mean, it does huge numbers for it's doing well on Peacock. Well, but but that's what I'm saying. Is, is this a Premier move? League's going to find another home? It's it's okay. not going to. It's going to be a huge bidding war for the global rights. Okay. It always is. Well, then you can't It'll watch your, up your your car auctions are going to be having to find the new home. That I'm a little worried about. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, the Meekum car auctions. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Florio's going to have to go online. Probably, you're going to have to watch him on your Peacock. So, but yeah, I, I, I to me, I, I don't think it's a big story for hockey. USA is an upgrade. Yes. Well, I'm more interested to see what NBC now does with USA because are they going to follow like the Turner thing where they've kind of turned TNT to some of their own scripted, but the NBA has taken off there. We know they use the NCAA um, TBS for baseball. So I'm wondering if they're going in the Turner mold of it. You don't need a full 24-7 sports network, but we could turn our main cable network into there, which then, I mean, I'm waiting for the real housewives of of NHL hockey now. I mean, that, that's going to, we're going to have the NHL double header on USA. And then you flip over to Bravo and Andy Cohn will break it down with the real housewives. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. I, I mean, you could flip it over to Bravo for that, but, uh, sure. I, I, I do have a guilty pleasure on that channel, but we won't, we won't go over that. <laughs> Below deck. I don't know why I'm hooked on it. <laughs> oh, no. Never seen it. I, I, Same. Maybe it's because it. I want to be a rich yachty. <laughs> maybe I want to be able to afford my own boat rental. In Missouri. In you don't Missouri. go to Missouri. You travel like to the Mediterranean or the Caribbean. I'm like first class. Oh, okay. <sighs> Some good I can. I got that show, too. Just going to throw that out there. Okay. Now it's time for the favorite part of our week where I am in first place after one week. Tied with uh, Lonnie. I am in first place after one week. <laughs> Richard, you are not. No, 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 I, I am not. But if we do go alphabetically by last name, uh, we're, we're going to have Lonnie in the top spot. But if we go alphabetically by first name, I am in the top spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Beauty before age. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> three and two for, for myself, Lonnie, with a bigger font at three and two. I'm a little upset with that. We need to talk about that off the year, about your editing there on the rundown, Richard. Um, why did Lonnie and you get a bigger font? Richard, it just defaulted that way. You know? I just would like to know, but this, we're going to talk to the authorities on this one. Richard <laughs> at one and four. Um, picking last to be different doesn't always work out well for you, sir. Yep. So I, I, I threw mine in the rundown so you guys can actually see. What my picks are for the week. I saw that. I yeah. saw that. Oh, very good. Yeah. Cue so the music. Let's do nice. our picks. Okay. All right. So, I mean, Adam already just took my job away from recapping from last week. So let's just dive into what we have this week. Anybody listening and you want to follow along for Saturday, January 30th, 
these are the five games we have picked. And uh, like last week on the second line, there are more than just five games. the font? Wait a minute. Who's on, <laughs> who's on the run? My font just got smaller. Uh, Lonnie? Yeah. Wow. That was, jeez. Wow. Okay. That's what you get for denigrating my three and two. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Richard didn't mean, didn't mean to interrupt. No, I'm not sorry that I interrupted you. That, that was breaking news that I had to report yeah, to but, loyal listeners. Yeah. All <laughs> right, so here are the five games we have to pick. Hopefully, I'm going to do a little bit better and uh, creep a little bit closer to Lonnie and Adam. First game, Toronto at Edmonton. I have selected Edmonton. Adam, who you got? I'm going to go Edmonton on this one. All right. Lonnie. I'm go- going Toronto. Okay. Riding the hot team. I got it. Got it. Yeah. Um, second game, New York Islanders at the Philadelphia Flyers. Lonnie, who do you got? Oh, I don't feel great about this one, but I'm going to go with Philly. Adam. I'm going with Philly. I, don't, I mean, I have a problem with the offense of the Islanders because it's missing. Yeah, um, I, I'm. I agree. I'm going with Philly as well, but I do have a nagging feeling in the back of my head that uh, this one could go pear shaped. But um, I will go with uh, with Philly on this one. Uh, third game: Calgary at Montreal. Will um, Will the Canadians get their first regulation loss? Adam. No. Okay. So they're going to lose in overtime, or are they going to win? They're gonna win. Okay. Like, how much? Until they prove me wrong in that division, I'll take. I'm gonna ride them until I'm, I'm not. Okay, Lonnie. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with Montreal. Also, again, they've they've been getting it done. It's hard to argue with them. Yeah. Um, yep. I'm going Montreal as well. Uh, game number four. We have uh, Nashville at Tampa Bay. Lonnie, who do you like? Um, boy. Uh, in Tampa, um, yeah, I know that Nashville's a point ahead of them right now, but N- Nashville and Columbus, one and three in the standings, both with minus three goal differentials. Uh, I just don't understand how that's going to be sustainable for long. I think Tampa's going to start picking it up here. All right, Adam. I- I'm going to go because, once again, NHL with their weird scheduling. Um, I- I'm going to go Tampa. I- By the way, there's only one Friday game this week. I, I didn't do on that soapbox. Did I? Yeah. Nothing like the nothing like a Saturday Monday series for Nashville Tampa. Right. All right. Um, I'm going Tampa as well. Uh, final game: Vancouver at Winnipeg. Adam, who do you like? Winterpeg. Winterpeg. Okay. Lonnie. I'm gonna go with Vancouver here. You look very perplexed as you're making like this. Like the the look on your face is major. I know per- it's yeah. I, I got to start uploading these not, uh, videos a, to like YouTube is, or something. This is not a game I'm enjoying picking. I don't know why. Both very flawed teams. Yeah, I mean, I I almost deep, picked deep the Detroit there. game. <laughs> I almost picked the Detroit game this week because of what Adam said about them being his uh, his new Ottawa this season, but. Hey, that was on a Wait, tax, said, that was I on a tax, too, not a Twitter though. So that that was a private conversation, sir. <laughs> that wasn't our Twitter chat. That was a text chat. You cannot bring that to the show. That's out of bounds. Is it? I said that too, though. Yeah. Yeah, but not, <laughs> I, I, I'm, pick, I'm picking against Detroit. Right, but are you going to deny it? 
you can't bind me to something in a text message. But, if it's but are you going to deny it? No, I admit that I said that. Okay. <laughs> and there we go. They lost. They, they got swept by Chicago. I mean, come on. <laughs> All right. There are our picks for the week. If you want to follow along, you can find us on Twitter at PHN underscore podcast. Uh, compare how you do this week to uh, our picks this week. And um, who knows? Maybe you'll beat one of us. Probably me. Yeah, because <laughs> you're, you're in last. Parting shots, thoughts, complaints, grievances, Richard Cote. <laughs> um, as we were talking about the NWHL uh, at the beginning or in the middle of this episode, um, I would like to point out anybody who's going to be watching the playoffs on NBC Sportsnet in, uh, on the, fifth, or the 4th and 5th of February, if you're watching the Boston Pride, look closely in the stands. You might see, you just might see, a cardboard cutout of the Pro Hockey News staff sitting in one of the seats. So keep a sharp eye out. And the purple ice at center ice is on purpose, if you haven't watched yet. They are doing a cancer awareness kind of neutral zone thing. So don't, it's not a, it's not a gimmick for women's sports. It, it, it's a cancer type. So just want to get that out of there at Herd Brooks Arena. Lonnie. Well, um, unfortunately, we had my parting shot in the rundown, uh, which I didn't know when I thought about it the other day when I first heard about Jimmy Howard retiring. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Jimmy Howard, thanks for the memories. (laughs) He was so maddening for you at times, though. He was, but to be fair, so is the rest of the hockey team. True. True. He fits right in. Yeah. So... Um, I don't have any parting shots. I've got to get back to my fidelity dashboard. Um, guys, you know, it's, 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 it's GameStop craze and, and Nokia craze and Blackberry craze and, and AMC craze. Let's, let's make some, I, I got to make money so, so we can, you know, grow the podcast. That's my parting <laughs> shot. You know what? Let, have fun gambling. Whatever you do, do it safe. Don't uh, gamble your life savings away. But if you like to play the market or play the sports gambling, hey, you know, it's just, it's just another form. And, uh, oh, let's just hope the bubble doesn't burst in a bad way in this country. But you want to know what? Hockey almost every night of the week still. I'm loving it. I'm not burned out yet. This is great. For Richard Cote, Lonnie Goldsmith, once again, PHN15 is the code for the ChicagoWolfStore.com. If you want to get your Chicago Wolves gear, we encourage it. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you on another edition of the Pro Hockey News Podcast. <laughs>